I'm going to start. We've got 10 nights until the next full moon. Well, he was what I would call a Sasquatch. Pilots that showed unidentified flying objects. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. I don't believe 99% of the things that people claim they've seen. I think this is in that 1%. A lot of people make fun of me, but I don't care. I know it's there. G'day and welcome back to the Mellow Tiger Podcast. My name's Bree Wolf and I am sitting here with Jordan Ernst and Joshua Ernst. Good evening. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good, thanks. I was going to say, they're not going to answer. <laughs> How are you going? <laughs> well, you know, it's called audience interaction. Mm. I think I don't know. I Googled most of this. <laughs> you can ask how everyone's going. How's everybody going out there? They hate my life. <laughs> we got one. No, I hate that. There's nothing more annoying than when you listen to radio presenters and they're like, welcome back to the WKKKKY. And it's like, me, 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 me. It's like, oh my God, I hope you guys are having like a blessed day out there. Wonderful day. How is everyone Blessed day, blessed day, blessed day. Actually, I think we do have some like. It comes with some pre-installed sound effects. What the hell was that? That's yours, Josh. What is it? Oh, the drums. Oh, does that mean I'm not funny? Yeah, I think there's a trumpet and it goes... Oh, no, that's yours. That's a cool one. I refuse to use any of it. Oh, why have we used these before? Because it's awful. We were just we were just saying how awful. We <laughs> oh yeah, think me it too. Is. I think they're horrible. Yeah, they're <laughs> terrible. It's for tr- it's for people with you, Josh. With like something like severe ADHD. I think you're like nice, nice. Well, nice. just waiting for something to say something. Just hovering <laughs> yeah. over the board. Well, I can see colourful buttons that my hand can reach. Oh no, please don't. Josh okay, <laughs> you're not allowed. George will be the next one to learn it all. <laughs> yes, I'm the next one. <laughs> and then, then we'll the find someone else. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, Josh is like pretending like he wants to learn it when really you're just like, you were like, Phew. Yeah. <laughs> Less responsibility. Yeah, I, don't, I don't want to touch it. <laughs> we, we're back. We've, again, it's really hard to get together. I have to go, actually, Juniper needs surgery. She has to get grommets. She is a grommet. I know, she's a little gr- grommet. But her ears, she's got, she had a double ear infection twice. Double? Yeah, twice. So both her ears get infection. Like, sorry, both her ears get infected. And I took her to the doctor and he gave me antibiotics for her. On the day she finished the antibiotics, she was like acting out again. And I was like, she's usually pretty chill. But when she has this, it's usually something's wrong with her. So I took her back in. He was like, oh yeah, it was just one ear before, but now they're both that way. So it's spread since the antibiotics. Yeah, so Sounds she's like on, the fertilizer. She's on a different <laughs> antibiotic and she's on cortisone as well. This is her. This will be her seventh or eighth ear infection this year. She's mm. getting up for that new record. Yeah. I know. I'm just like, oh God, Maybe why? she's very competitive. <laughs> all the other babies at daycare come near me, lick my face. <laughs> no. Give me all your diseases. So she has to get grommets, but then obviously like you can't do anything. So what's a grommet? It's this tube they slip into your ear where it's so the whole idea of why she keeps getting ear infections is the tube in your ear when you're really little sometimes it can be too small this is me like seriously just like slapping at it having yeah. to go explaining and what they do is they insert a tube in it so that the ear's fluid can drain so the issue is it gets backed up and it creates bacteria like bad bacteria and that's why she keeps getting infections oh. so you can get these grommets and when you grow they just naturally fall out of your ear oh. but it could also be like a conspiracy and maybe they just want to hear her thoughts maybe but Sounds like a reception device. Yeah, it could be. Definitely. Mm. I don't know why would anyone would hear what you're saying to her, but... 
Well, now, oh, imagine that. No, they just want to read her thoughts. Because who doesn't want to know the thoughts of an 18-month-old? I don't want to know her <laughs> thoughts. Definitely not me. <laughs> the way she looks at me sometimes. <laughs> yeah, she's um definitely Satan's child. Mm. Like you can talk. Well, I've had some dirty looks from your kids. They still do dirty looks. I the the worst thing is when you try and make a joke with like your like your six year old Matilda. I'll be like, yeah, there's monkeys down at the river, and she just looks at me and she's like, you're an idiot. Like yeah. that's her, the look she on her face. Like yeah, she was just like, I was like, <laughs> she's like, where's Poppy? And I was like, oh, he's down trying to wrangle a unicorn at the river. We've got unicorns at the river, and she looks at me like. She's 25 and yeah. I'm an idiot. She's yeah. just like, obviously, I don't believe that on your brain. And I'm like, let's have some fun. Who wants to have some fun? Does anyone want to have some fun with me? Yeah. Whereas <laughs> the youngest one's like, where's my saddle? I want to ride yeah. some yeah. monkeys. <laughs> yeah, let's go get it. I- Izzy would like cry because she's like, I want to go wrangle unicorns. <laughs> Matilda's like, shut up, fool. <laughs> Come with you. me, my little apprentice. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so much more fun. Yeah. You just look at your feet and you're just like, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> I know. And then, but you know, it's almost like when you have an adult conversation. I find especially, I like talking about the topics we talk about on this podcast and you'll have it with someone who does not like talking about the topics we have on this podcast and you'll say something really weird like oh do you know that there's probably like 20 active serial killers in the US at any given time and they just like look at you and say something like I'm uncomfortable and you get that like feeling of like you feel you vulnerable and yeah. crushed yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's how I feel with Matilda when she doesn't believe the shit I, yeah. like, I feed her <laughs> Yeah, she's and I like come up with some elaborate story about don't go down there. There's a witch that lives in the, the hollowed out part of that tree. She was hung there 1600 years ago when they rounded her up for eating children in town. And Matilda's just like, are you on crack? Because <laughs> <laughs> I want some. Yeah, yeah, I was like, that was a cool story. Appreciate it. Could <laughs> you just be a child? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go find Izzy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and she's like, ah, please no, Miss Witch. <laughs> yeah. Let's find it and burn it. That'd be easy. <laughs> I did one time. This is probably bad, but I don't care. And I'll say it. We have, I won't say which relatives, but we have relatives and they had young children. And this one child wouldn't stop running out of the house and Ma and Pa had just resheeted their roof. And so they wouldn't stop running out of the house. People wouldn't do anything about it. And I thought it was quite dangerous. So I I was like 19 at the time, probably not even that old, maybe 17, 18. And I remember saying to this child... If you keep running out here, the monsters are going to get you and they will eat you. And she was like two, two and a half. And that's she, a bit. Yeah, yeah it was a lot. It was pretty heavy. No, yeah. that's, a, that's a good age. That's that is a great, great age to tell still fear. I, yeah. I, I'll say it because I was so young and ignorant to what you say to kids is like, you can really mess them up. I didn't really realise that. But at the time I was just like, sh- like she dead ass could have died. Like I'm not even joking, just running through this metal cutner. And I'd be like, please come back here and the kid would just look at me and like laugh and keep running. And I was the only one running after the kid. So I was like, there are monsters out here and they're going to get you. And I was like, and they'll eat you and you'll never see anybody ever again if you come back out here. And then they didn't understand why the child wouldn't stop crying every time they tried to bring them outside. (laughs) And I was like, weird, that's super weird. I don't listen to this. There's not only monsters under the bed now, there's monsters everywhere. <laughs> I don't think this is churchy enough. They drive past the house. <laughs> oh, it's a shooting. <laughs> yeah. A roof. <laughs> yeah. Looking looking back, I understand how bad that is and that I should not but have done that. it worked and you save lives. And maybe, that's all that matters. Maybe I Not am. maybe, you did. Just yeah. go with that and you'll sleep better. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I don't lose sleep over it. I just think, oh, that probably wasn't appropriate. But mm. then I'd also, like you said, saved a life. Yeah. You could say that about me. Save lives. I know. Not all heroes wear capes. Mm-hmm. Or do you have a cape? 
Maybe. I do actually Maybe you should get one. I have a red cape. I wore it when I was Little Dead Riding Hood one year for Halloween. Little Dead Riding Hood. It was the one where I pretended I'd been attacked by a werewolf, so half my face looked normal, the other half had gashes down it and like a weird blue eye and it was bleeding and stuff. Sounds full on, but I like it. Yeah. Really cool. You, I lived in Brisbane. I don't expect you to remember this. Oh, I lived yeah. in Brisbane. <laughs> you just haven't left your little shitty town. You you wouldn't understand. Dude, I left and came back. So what does that say about me? <laughs> I got out and came back. And now you're a prisoner again. <laughs> it's not so bad. You don't have to pay for parking here. Do you know what it's like when you have to pay $15 a day so you can go to work to pay money to pay for parking so you can go to work and pay? No, thanks. Sounds like someone up there come up with a really cool plan. He's reaping the benefits mm-hmm. for it. <laughs> he's just got created really this one job he's retiring on. <laughs> I got really skinny though because I refused to pay for parking. So I used to pay six, like park six kilometers away just on the outskirts of where you had to pay for parking, just in the street and would walk to work. Just and on it was the like, threshold. And it was in South Bank and it was just like the south part. So it was like super hilly and I didn't care. That was, <laughs> I was like, I don't, I'm not paying for this I can shit. see the guy who reaps the benefits of the parking up in a skyscraper looking at where Brew Park went, we need to expand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's doing it for free. There's some money there. Everywhere she parks, she comes back the next day and there's just that one park. It's got a pay for parking. <laughs> Which just moves out further. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just think it's ridiculous. It is People ridiculous. take it for granted here and even I started to, I used to sit up there in my office, like in my cube, I had an awesome view because I was really good at convincing people that they didn't want the thing that they really really wanted it was right by the window it was like of um i can't remember the bridge i think it was a story bridge it was right there it was over the river it was like the most beautiful view and i convinced my manager that he didn't want that desk because the sun would come in and it would get really hot and he already gets pretty sweaty as it is and he was like yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I don't think I want that desk. I was like, oh, it's going to be very hot. Oh, you're going to be sweating. Oh, you're going to be sitting here. It's going to be awful. It's hot all summer. Ah. And he was like, yeah, no. So he literally got a desk opposite me with his back to the view. And I was just like. So you manipulated your own boss. Fucking three levels of glass. That's all tinted on the outside. <laughs> the sun's not getting through. <laughs> He's sitting there going, hang on, she's not getting very hot. What the hell? I was like, no, but see, I used to have a Snuggie that I wore at work because I was a cold frog. So oh, I, that's geez, why I, I, wish like, I have Snuggie to work. You know what was worse though? Dad came up to visit one time and mum brought him into work because we worked together. So she came up to see people and brought dad in with her. And there, there was a corner office which belonged to like the big up, like the guy one down from the CEO. The big dog. Yeah, one down from the CEO. Beautiful, like floor to ceiling, glass, everything. Mum's talking to someone and I'm like, where's dad? Oh, he'd been there shaking his hand talking about. Thank God the guy wasn't in there, but dad was in there looking around in his office. <laughs> and stuff up. I literally... patting the deer head on the wall. And this, yep. this guy was not a nice guy either. And I was like running in there. I was like, dad, get out. He's like, check out this view. You couldn't see all the way. To bloody and I was like, dad, get out of the office. Get out now. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to get you this office. No boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. You could milk 10 cows in here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we wanted to talk, well, we are, we'll be talking about the creepiest archaeological discoveries. I love a bit of archaeology. I love a bit of creepy. Well, I had the idea for the underwater discoveries. I was like, why don't we do, and then I started looking into it and I'm like, Mm, I think we can do better. Mm. So I thought of this one, but then as always, Jordan, you have an article for us that piqued your interest. You know... When you're doing this sort of stuff and researching what we research, you're always doing the same stories. You know, you come across the Bigfoot stories. and it I all wouldn't st- know. I just turn up and don't do a thing. <laughs> yeah, you sh- yeah, but you're honest. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I bring honesty. Joyce, I want to talk about it. <laughs> Sorry, I ruined your lit up speech. Go yeah, on. Yeah. 
I forget where I was at. <laughs> <laughs> was my job real, is done. I was getting real inspirational <laughs> for a Sorry, second. I ruined that. You know how you like you listen to podcasts and you listen to the same old stories about the same old things. It's always refreshing to come across something you haven't yeah, really not, not seen before. Not here at the Mellow Tiger podcast. Hey, we do a wide variety. No, we're bagging yes. the others out. That's it. That's right. <laughs> so it's some like something you haven't seen before where you can kind of research into it and you have a bit of fun. That's why I was late today. I was researching yeah. and I was like, oh, that's the time. Better get out there. It goes so quickly. Hey, oh I'll, God. I rem- I spent three hours. Was re- like researching and writing everything out and editing and everything, and I said to Dan, "Can I just read this too? Because you got to read it verbally to figure out how long it's going to go." And I read it to Dan, and it went for five minutes, and I was like, "What? Excuse <laughs> <laughs> <What>? me?" Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I always find like I'm so deep in this. If you can find something that I don't already know about, mm-hmm. that's pretty good. You probably do know. This is something I've never heard of before, but it's been around for a couple of years. Um, it's going to be talking about the Dark Watches of California. When you went to America, did you go to California at all? You land in California, pretty much like LAX is the first place you land from Australia. Yep. So did you know about the Santa Lucia Mountains? Did you go through that sort of area? Santa Lucia? Santa Lucia. St. Lucia? Santa Lucia. Santa Lucia. Yes. No. Hey, whereabouts roughly is it? It's, cent- it's, like, it's on the coast, central California. The coast central, like, uh, sorry, I, <laughs> northwest, I, I, southwest. I, I can cut this out, but like, I'm, I'm really trying to think. Um, is it near like, uh, like San Francisco, more north, like between LA and San Francisco? I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't know where anything else in California is. I do know where Santa Lucia Mountains are, though. Where? I'm gonna be honest with you, I've been to uh, Tasmania. Santa Lucia Mountain Ra- okay, so it's a mountain range in California, yes, it is, yeah, so it is pretty much. It's a little bit north of smack bang between Los Angeles and San Francisco. Yeah. So you didn't go through there was the question. I <laughs> did not go that far towards yeah. the coast. Yeah. I was just I saying because you're over. I didn't if you asked. Because you, you're just trying you, to give yeah. me an opportunity to talk about it. I was just saying if you'd actually been there. So you might have heard some of the uh, local sort of. Because no. as much as I researched into this, it was very hard to find information on like all the legends and stuff about it. Like there wasn't that much into it. Um, so it goes on to say for hundreds of years, people have looked up at the peaks of California's Santa Lucia mountains at sunset and seen tall cloaked figures staring back at them. Then within moments, the sinister looking silhouettes disappear. These twilight apparitions are known as the dark watchers. So these people are going hiking on these trails in this mountain range and they're looking up and they're seeing these dark silhouetted figures just standing still staring back down. I think Lord of the Rings is, what are they called? Oh, the, the, wraiths, the, ra- the ring wraiths. Ring wraiths, yeah. Ring wraiths, yeah. The oh, that's Nazgul. what like, you're thinking. Yeah. Kind of like Grim Reaperition as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So visitors to California have been have seen them perched ominously on the mountaintops for more than 300 years. So when the Spanish arrived in the 1700s, they began calling the apparitions Los Vigilantes Oscuros, literally translating to the Dark Watchers. That was a pretty good pronunciation. Thank you. I love, well, like, I, I well love chucking then. in I've, a little bit of that. I've been to Spain, so... I oh, got, yeah. good. Gracias. <laughs> Uh, it's more of a Gratheus, like. Is it? Oh, okay. There you go. I'm learning something different. I'll add that to my repertoire. I won't. <laughs> and as Anglo-American settlers began staking claims to the region, they too felt the sensation of being watched from the hills. Just mind you, like hills with eyes. You or get, whatever. you feel that though. Hey, like I've so many times, I'm like everything's fine, and then I will f- like, especially when we're up on the block, out of nowhere, I'll feel like. Something I feel watched. <laughs> it's that goat thing we were talking about ages ago. <laughs> Watching you. 
what was that episode <laughs> with the goat man? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. We, we need to, we need to do an we episode need to on the goat an, man. A, an episode of just creepy pastors. Yeah, I just love them. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of the story I heard about they train people over in India, like in the army, mm. to when they're approaching someone to assassinate someone is to not look at their like look Eyes, at them. Is it no like if they're staring away? Don't if you're approaching them from behind, don't look at the back of their head. Because they reckon that you can sense people oh. like looking at you. Is it like? Really? Do, do you reckon they yeah. think it's like a spiritual thing, or like you said, like a senses, like a thing? sensing yeah. thing? Like, yeah, there's have, there's, yeah. there's merit to that. There definitely is merit to like the feeling of like someone's watching you. And last time we were up at the block, I remember with Daniel, I was there, and I kind of felt someone was watching me, and I looked. Like, I immediately was like, where's Juniper? She's right next to me. And I looked at Dan, and he was looking at me too, and he goes, I just got a really creepy feeling. Did you as well? And I was like, yeah. Which And whenever Dan like, Dan is, like, such a straighty 180, he doesn't believe in, any, like, any of this. He will argue with me about everything, about why there isn't a reasonable explanation for everything. Yeah. And he was just like, yeah, I feel a bit weird. Let's yeah. go. And you're both like, oh, never mind. Juniper just pooed and happy. Somewhat. But you know what? It could be just <laughs> your senses are picking up on I something. I felt that coming. <laughs> with that Indian thing though, if you don't look at the back of the head, the problem with that is uh, when you kill someone, you're like, oh shit, it was the wrong guy. <laughs> I should have <laughs> yeah. looked at that. <laughs> yeah. Do they present mug shots on like their target? Just the back, just of, the back of their head. <laughs> it's the back of their calf muscles. <laughs> it's the, cut, the definition of the calf. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good calf muscle. <laughs> Hang on, he wasn't here two seconds ago. <laughs> I want those calves. <laughs> so witnesses have reported seeing these twilight apparitions on the peaks and ridges of the Santa Lucia Mountains observing travellers. The Santa Lucia Mountains or Santa Lucia Range is a rugged mountain range in coastal central California, running from Carmel southeast for 140 miles. That's 230 kilometres. There we go. Sweet. <laughs> to the Cuyama River in San Luis Obispo County. The range is never more than 11 miles from the coast. The range forms the steepest cl- coastal slope in the United States. So it's basically a mountain range on the coast. Yeah. And Le- steep as. Yeah. The, the coast <clears throat> itself is really creepy. Like we spent time not in that area, but like further north, kind of on like more towards the border of Oregon and California and in Crescent City. And it is cre- like, it is really cre- eerie. It's very much like um 13th Warrior forest vibes. Ooh, like, oh, kind really? Of Amazing. Very foggy. Tall trees, like pine, like it is very much like, and it's always foggy, always did have, foggy. Did it have thunder cliffs? It had a man. And Where I bears said, make thunder cliffs. Thunder cliffs. <laughs> Probably, but I said, I, we had to stop and ask for directions because we didn't have service. And I said, where do we go here? And the man, he had like this beard and he went, Zavanda Vada. <laughs> <laughs> and then, that was and then he swung out of the tree on like a little grapple. <laughs> Your mother is a whore. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I'm trying to think that we understand. How did you how did you learn my language? Listened. <laughs> and, and my mother is pure woman, you pig eating son of a <laughs> whore. Oh, yeah, he copped it hard, uh, just trying to grab an arrow. Yeah. But maybe use your okay. skills to Okay, sorry, we'll so get So 13th but 13th Warrior Great movie. was written by the same person who wrote Jurassic Park, Michael Crichton. Uh-huh. 13th Warrior had like a huge budget and it was one of the biggest box office bombs. The it was same, amazing. The same dude that directed Die Hard directed 13th Warrior and I think they want like someone that actor you know that little brother that actor fucking never acted again because he was so disappointed no it's not that actor sorry um the Sikh that's with um, Banderas's character at the start that's like they're telling the bones say they want that oh like yeah yeah he never acted again and he was like a really prominent actor in the industry oh, because his name it was Noma Shamir or something, something yeah. like that. But he never acted again because he was so embarrassed by Thirteenth Warrior. Do we have shit taste or is it just? Nah, we got good taste, but they do lose it in like the final act, right? Like it's start once you get past the 
the woods and everything. And oh, after the they eeriness. come in the night, once the eeriness happens, that's over. a man. Once yeah. you realize, oh, well, yeah, yeah you kind of yeah. they do the pacing's not great, but I still love it. I'll watch the shit out of it. But I did the same thing. I'm like having an existential crisis. I love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> All I know is like they spilt, they spent seventy five percent of the movie making a wall, and then at the end of it, like let's go fight outside the wall. Guys, guys, would you come back in here? <laughs> Defenses, you know. You know, all thirteen could survive. Oh no, wait, no, it was already Sunday. But anyway, beep, beep, yeah. beep. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, to continue. Yeah, go on. Okay, so these watches um, have been described as tall, sometimes giant-shaped humanoid silhouettes, seven to ten foot tall. Okay. In some accounts, have even been known to be larger. So ten foot—that's a fairly ten feet. What are you? Is you'd, huge. You'd be I'm six, six and a half. Yeah, over six and a half. So. Six and a half feet. Six, six, uh, listen, six, 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 I'm 197 <laughs> centimetres for anyone really wants to know. How tall Just are under you, two metres. I'm 185, so I'm about six foot. I'm 181. We, we <laughs> bitches, we tall. I'm still not the shortest in the family, though. No, bitches is in, like, I'm taller. I just want to be good at something. You're freakishly tall. Yeah. You are. But, but these, go, these <laughs> but things... But that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but that's fine. <laughs> How's the weather up there? <laughs> Parker. You're really tall. I got a tall friend. <laughs> you must be good at basketball. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It sucks because it's actually, all hurts true. A bit. It's, it's true. all true. It's actually really hurting me. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's like three foot taller than you. Ten feet is so. Think of your basketball ring. Your basketball ring is ten feet. Well, there you go. In NBA and all NBL as well. They yeah. It's just standard dunking. basketball ring. They're dunk. They're yeah. dunk. <laughs> with their head, with their forehead. <laughs> 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 Watch me alley-oop with me nose, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so they've also been seen wearing wide-brim black hats and a dark cape. Okay, see, for me, that suggests fashion. Yes. Wide-brim hats. Th- Which suggests, like, personality, maybe. Could you know be. what I mean? Like, mm. But they're all wearing the same thing, so... Why are they wearing a hat? Are they going to get a sunburn? They're shady. <laughs> Damn it, I thought they <laughs> had no hoods. No hat shade play. I was thinking hoods. The hat ruined it for me. A brimmed hat. No, no. Think, I'm sorry. Think maybe Jeepers Creepers. That's kind of exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's, now. that's what I'm picturing yeah. is a silhouetted Jeepers no, Creeper. Yeah. I'm the fuck out of there. So as well as uh, Javelin, the, they're holding a walking <laughs> stick or a staff as well. Walking stick, not threatening at all. Would kick that out mm. immediately. Yeah, <laughs> and the staff. I told you to take his staff. <laughs> 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 oh my god, Gandalf, why are you white? Oh my god, Nicholas, you can't ask people why they're white. He's limping in. He is a wizard. Is he a star? He's a goddamn mouth, for Christ's sake. <laughs> Get that son of a bitch. Well, shit, he's white now. Here's an art, another little weird thing that they've added, and it's also some people have referred to them in some stories as the small folk. But they're big. Is that like calling a big dude mouse? That's either it's whoever's seen these people are massive, the small <laughs> like massive giant cave trolls or something, or it could be like what I interpreted. They might be talking about some sort of fae or fairy folk. Ah, uh, okay. Kind um, of. I interpret that as dad being there and going, "Fuck, do you see that?" And we gone, "What?" And there's some big dude there. And dad goes, "What do you mean? I can't see the fucking small fella over there." Like, <laughs> the sarcasm. Yeah, real sarcastic. Sarcastic. Everyone's yeah. sarcasm and like the literal scribes, yeah. like, "Oh my god, small guys. He looks big, but whatever." <laughs> <laughs> For a big guy, quite shallow. <laughs> <laughs> they have been primarily reported to be seen during the hours of twilight and dawn, although in rare cases during the middle of the day, they've always been they've also been spotted. Yeah, twilight and dawn is one of those ones where the light ain't great, so you could exactly. just have seen a tree stump yes. or maybe Bigfoot, and you just interpret well, it as pe- something else. Some people started as soon as this come up. 
all those stories come in about, oh, it's a, it's a Sasquatch. <sighs> it's the Midnight Whistler. <laughs> <laughs> but all the all the serious reports I can see is it's more of like a like skinny. Like a rake. Yeah, yeah. Like it doesn't. Slender. Oh, but that's more modern. I'm thinking Slender Man. Yeah. But not in a suit. Not in a suit. No. <laughs> if you had a suit bag, we'd have you worried. We're thinking like ring wraiths. Right, like yeah, it's kind of like a skeletal person dressed with a Van Helsing hat. Yes, yes, and a crossbow. That's a big cool. No, <laughs> no, Jordan did not mention. Sorry, it. that's called misinformation, Josh. Yes, I think that's how this all started. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> sorry to continue. <laughs> that damn Spanish back in the seventeen hundreds. God, Spaniards, we're, they were everywhere trying to rob shit. No wonder everyone's putting hats on and you know, going to start creating stuff. <laughs> hey, Come over here with the Native Americans. Do you guys see that stuff in the hills there? <laughs> start freaking them out. <laughs> hey, you guys, you guys over there, don't touch that. Oh, me, me, por favor. Oh, no English, no English. <laughs> you, you, you want a blanket? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, no English. No, that Euro trip one where he's like, scoozy. 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 We did that when we went to vote as well. And Daniel, um, we said to each other when we were like walking, you know how everyone wants to hand you pamphlets. Like even if it's the person I'm voting for, I don't want your pamphlets. No. I get you've got a job too and I'll be polite to you. But we were like, let's pretend we're Spanish and don't understand what they're saying. And Dan goes, okay. And we get there and they, I'm walking in front with Juniper and he's walking behind me and they're like, oh, here is a pamphlet. And I went, oh, no English, no gracias, no English. And Dan went, g'day, mate. Hey, go. <laughs> Australian. I was like, now I look like a fucking idiot. That's like Beck, because Beck's such a stop and talk to people. <laughs> and we went, oh. to the, we went to the school to vote, and there was like 200 people oh. lined up with pamphlets either side. So I I held onto her hand, and I went first. And I, I said to her, <laughs> Just follow eyes me. down, and don't listen to anybody. And we're walking, and they're we're all trying to He's a horrible husband. And then we walk past okay. someone midway, and they're like, oh, would you like to meet the New South Wales Premier? And it was, she was standing there. Yeah. And I kept walking, and Beck... <laughs> <laughs> Beck put her head up and she's like, oh, hello. And then straight away got dragged away. Gladys. <laughs> yeah. And on the way out, I was just like, shit, is she seriously here? And I had to peek on the way out and she was. You would have a problem if she was in like Raiders of the Lost Ark and you're like, don't look at it. Look, yeah. look away. <laughs> Beck's like, I can't help it. But it must look bad because there's like six cops standing there too. And here's Beck trying to say hello. And I'm like the male like dragging her <laughs> along with me. It looked like caveman no, style. I'm... <laughs> I'm with you. I'm in the age of my life too where I don't even fucking... Like, not that I'm rude, but it's like, I think it's rude to be like, hey, take this, yeah, take it was this, bad. take this. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want it. But you end up with 200 of them and you just put it in the bin when you walk past them anyway. Like, Yeah, I don't... But exactly. And I think it's a waste of stuff. And they kept trying to give it to me. I was like literally like karate chop and dodging. I walked out pregnant. I don't know whose child it is. <laughs> I, I, ended up going, I was pretty... I'm rude. Like I'm at the stage where I used to try and hold everything in and it's all coming out now slowly. Yeah, 100%. But I'm happy it's coming out slowly, not all at once because that'd be crazy. No, I look crazy. You turn and snap one of their necks. Yeah, that's what I mean. But it's okay. And I walked through and I grabbed the first pamphlet because they jumped me. It was like... I th- honestly, I heard, I the first thing I done was hand them my wallet. They're like, no, I want you... Here's a pamphlet. I'm like, oh, I thought you were a robber. And I kept walking through and then I said the rest of them I just said, listen guys, because they all mob me. And I said, guys, it was like that because I was the only one there. You're like Post Malone, like, they, come on like, guys. Yeah, there was four parties or whatever you call them coming left, right and centre. I just of, went- One put, of us. <laughs> and, like, and I put my hands up and went, listen guys, it's all going in the bin. <laughs> they, all, they all sort of slept back slowly and- and um, I got to this lady and I'm like, so do I vote here? And she's she was another one at the yeah. end with the, one of the little flies going, vote for us. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> walk, get walking. I, do I vote here, miss? Yes, you vote. And you tick this box right here. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yes, yes, good. <laughs> no, sorry. Can, uh, yeah, sorry. Oh, shit, where was I? Totally oh, off. We're feeling at your five minutes. <laughs> we keep on, sorry. oh, wow, well, we keep on going off the track here. George, you shouldn't have brought this. <laughs> no, I really shouldn't have. It's, this is what happens when do. we haven't met in a little while. <laughs> oh, I can't even remember where I'm at. We were up to the part where they called them small. And he showed a crossbow. Okay. 
<laughs> he did not. <laughs> For clarity. So at these times, referring to like when they appear at twilight and dawn, um, they appear up on the peaks and horizons of the range, observi- observing the travellers on the trail below in an eerie, silent, emotionless stance. So they're never moving. They're just kind of like standing. Oh, just I watching. am thinking of the movie Role Models. See those hills over there? Boobies. Boobies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't look. Exactly. Don't look directly. Look at me. Yeah, look at me. <laughs> You'll so, learn. You don't think I've noticed those double Ds? Boobies. <laughs> and I love boobies. I got a whole comic book, The Booby Watcher. <laughs> you been Affleck. You what? You been Affleck. <laughs> I am white. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll get through this eventually. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> also, the watchers have been reported to be standing on alert and observing observing out towards the ocean, like appearing to be standing on guard. So people see them just stare on the cliffs, facing out towards oh, the ocean. Oh, dude, there's something out there that's trying yeah, to... They're our mates, right? All, can, all it makes me think of like, you know, the gargoyles on top of... Like stand like that, just oh, facing out yeah. towards the ocean. Azuzu! Azuzu! <laughs> <laughs> The watchers never move from their position in which they are seen. When the people approach or before they get to the location, the entity has vanished. So these people, when they try to get close to them, but these these lock on top. Who's doing that? But these are like on top of peaks and stuff. So if someone goes to walk towards, you're going to lose sight of them anyway. So the fit people are like, oh, I can hike that real quick. It's only like eight thousand elevation. Oh, watch me, Julie. Watch me. Uh, uh. (laughs) Nothing there. (laughs) Go on, eat him, (laughs) skeeter. So no facial features are described, but this could be due to no one getting close enough to be able to see. <laughs> yeah, I was them. trying to say, hey, y'all got Wi-Fi up there? <laughs> I think I think I think he's got blue eyes. <laughs> I can't tell. I'm three hundred meters away. I can see his brimmed hat though. So it's just it's exactly what they're seeing. He's just a black silhouette, brimmed hat, cloak, and a staff. He sounds like Van. Hel- I'm thinking Van Helsing. Yeah, I'm thinking packing. Jeepers Creepers. Who is, just by the way, the best mon- like movie monster ever. I'm going to say it. I watched it again the other day. And I was like, for 2001, this is incredible. Well, you, you watched Jeepers Creepers. Yeah, and it was it holds up. It is so good. Yeah, I like the second one it. too. The second one's good. The second one's really good. The third one, I watched it because I felt I have to. Yeah, I've seen pieces it. of it look shit. Is that with the motorbikes and the kids at the start? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it's a, a hard... Mm. Yeah. But apparently... And you knew it was going to be. It's When it come out, you're just like, this is going to be a letdown. Yeah. The first two were so good. First one was... Yeah, sorry. <laughs> the first one was a masterpiece. First one was great. The second one was terrifying. <laughs> I wanted to kill myself. That's where the javelin came from. <laughs> That's where the javelin came from. Yeah, and I was like, why would you want to kill yourself if you're worried you're going to die? And you didn't know what to say. <laughs> I didn't, and I still think about that to this day. But No, really, I do. I'm because like, what would you want to yourself the fear, I guess. You're going fear of out what? on your own terms. Fear of what? He's a creepy dude. Fear of dying? <laughs> well, fear, no, but like, it's, if I had the choice between ending my own life or getting mauled by a shark in the ocean and I didn't know when it was coming or what was going to happen, I would definitely do See, that. See, I don't think I could end my life, so I'd be a, I'd oh, take the shark on. dude, I would not be doing... I hate... I fucking... That's like probably my do biggest you know the fear. Coming, I, I would agree yes. with you. That is my biggest that's fear. That's my biggest fear. Is being stuck out in the middle yeah, of the same. ocean. But yeah. what do you? The shark is definitely. It's like Jeepers Creep. It's definitely coming. You just don't know when or when it's going to get in or how long you, you know? can evade it. It's definitely coming. Anyway, this is the game where fuck your bad. Okay, there's a games. shark coming. Um, I'd be the type of guy that gets taken by like a starfish or something. <laughs> <laughs> you like help me? You're allowed to just go out in the worst Deadly. way. No one's ever been killed by a, a starfish, but oh. this guy. It like suctioned to you, and then it kind of infected you somehow. Yeah, it's like a weird. Kind Want to be those mermaids? What are they called? The sirens. Mermaids? Come oh. here for a kiss. And I always get a kiss out of it. You're like, oh, uh, is the top half mermaid or the bottom half? Like, what do we got going how do, on? How do we do this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to ask that question. 
So this is a weird inclusion, okay? So if you, it seems that if you're carrying a gun, mm-hmm. which seems normal. No, yeah. Or we- <laughs> this is the other thing. Or wearing waterproof clothing, such as like a poncho, this seems to scare the watchers off. <laughs> I can understand a gun. What? But waterproof clothing? What is this technology? <laughs> Man, That's that, a poncho. That guy doesn't like him. What? <laughs> the fashion around here is awful. So yellow. <laughs> So they've got their offs and they've got their turn-ons. The watches prefer old-style clothes, more vintage, like Victorian era. Like they wear them or they like to they observe like people They like to in observe them. people in them. My question is, who's going hiking in fucking Victoria era yeah, my clothing? Question, are their hands inside or outside the robe when they're watching this? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why they stay at a distance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, see me. <laughs> Good, let him watch. <laughs> So I'll try to get some stories, like some cool stories on like different encounters with these things, but they're all the same. It's people going hiking, seeing them from a distance, approaching them, they disappear. Mm -hmm. It's like deja vu. But there is one thing. So one famous observer who felt the presence of the watchers was the American author John Steinbeck. Oh, Steinbeck? What does he write? uh, Stuff. You don't know who I got no idea. Just, I wish you didn't ask that question. Going to go on after everyone thought I knew it was. In his 1938 short story "Flight," a character sees a black figure leering down at him from a nearby ridge top. But he looked quickly away, for it was one of the dark watchers. Steinbeck wrote, "No one knew who the watchers were nor where they lived, but it was better to ignore them and never to show interest in them." Sounds like a good marketing campaign. It does sound like a good marketing campaign, right. doesn't mm. it? He's like that old Steinbeck. Steinbeck. <laughs> Steinbeck. <laughs> You were close with him, weren't you? Thank you. Yeah, I know you got Very close. Had beers with him on a Friday, Arvo. I did. He talked shit. <laughs> Apparently. He sat down. Where's a lot of waterproof clothing? <laughs> <laughs> so Steinbeck's son, Thomas, went on to co-author a book about the watches with artist Benjamin Brode. Do you know Benjamin Brode? Old Benji. Benny? Yeah, hey. Benny. Yeah. The tower he of the black. He prefers to be called Brody. Oh, yeah, Brody. <laughs> I call him B-Man, but whatever. You call him Bro? <laughs> So this this book was called In Search of the Dark Watchers, chronicling the Dark Watchers' history and recording the accounts with the people who had encountered them. I kind of want to buy it, but then, like you said, I feel like it'll just be like, when I saw him, I'm like, poof, like a puff of smoky gone. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. So some of the theories on this. So one theory is that it is infrasound. So we've talked about this with, like, you know, the Diotlov Pass. Yeah, Diotlov Pass. So being either low or high frequency sounds that have been suggested to cause feelings of fear in people who hear them. Study has been done in Britain that found a lot of haunted homes ha- like that had old appliances that would produce these low-tone frequencies that our hearing cannot pick up on, but our body can pick up on. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, we, so we can't hear it, but our body kind of... If our body can pick up on it, but our ears can't, what do we need ears Ameri- for? Excuse Ameri- <laughs> <laughs> our body to hear it. Um, America... <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop right, right, guys. I, can, I can feel it. I can feel no, it. I don't in in America, it. they use something called an LMP, and it's like uh, they say Do that they don't. No, an LMP. Sorry, go I on. think I mean an LMP, and it, it it does that. It emits a frequency that makes you feel ill, and it's like it yes. freaks you out. One of the things is being nauseous. They, after yeah, they reckon that they don't do it. It'd be but a they, low magnetic pulse. So they used it a lot with um like go the riots on. and everything. They would or they would just test it on riders. They'd put oh, it out in the streets, yeah. and it would just because people can't handle it, they have to leave. Like, yeah. but if you're deaf, come to the front. Throw your rock. <laughs> You'll be fine. Death people on the front line. <laughs> oh, they didn't turn up. They didn't hear the call. Yeah. Hey. 
<laughs> we, we can't hear what I just said. Sorry. Joshua. It just reminds you of major pain. Sorry. Uh, so that's one of the theories is is the infrasound because they tested in old haunted homes. That's why people think that the houses are haunted because mm-hmm. it makes them feel like insecure. Puts you on edge a bit. Yeah. Vulnerable. Makes you, like you said, makes you feel mm. sick and that. It's hard to use your senses when something's, like it's hard to function when something's going on that you don't realise is going on. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, something, yeah. like why, am I, why am I feeling like this yeah. if there's nothing going on? And you're on. like trying to focus on what you're doing and you can't because something's picking up somewhere that yeah. you don't understand. Yeah, I do, I do believe in shit like that. Mm. The only thing that puts it against this theory is like nothing in the woods. Like there's no old appliances or anything in the woods that would make someone. <laughs> Maybe they've got a blender. <laughs> <laughs> you want that smoothie? Every time they make toast. <laughs> so another is that they are simply illusions or hallucinations brought on by dehydration, exhaustion, and also isolation. So everybody was thirsty. And exhausted. <laughs> That's me every hike. I don't want to do this. And also the isolation, like being out there alone. You know, you, you get a tour on, you're out in the woods and you're just like, man, this you, is at freaky twilight, as hell. Yeah, at twilight and yeah. sunrise, like yeah. you'll fucking see and shit. I am. And all these sightings are mostly reported by hikers, which are the ones doing the long walks and all that sort of thing. Who do they report it to though? Because I wouldn't be reporting that shit to anyone. They probably go home and Google it and then go, oh yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you, one person would have said it then all of a sudden everyone's like, oh, I saw that too just mm-hmm. then and when they would have half seen something. Yeah. You can convince Definitely you. I be. see shit out of the corner of my eye all the time. Like, oh, God, ignore yeah. it. Should yeah, so we ignore I? it? Yes, don't invite that. Well, speaking like you say, you see that st- sort of stuff out the corner of the eye. There's another one that says these are this. There's also a theory that these entities are what is known as the shadow people. Mm-hmm. So, like the Hat Man. So the Hat Man is often described as a dark shadow whose shape includes a readily visible outline of a wide-brimmed hat, which sounds a lot like what the people are seeing. I bet he likes country music. So <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Sometimes a cape is also mentioned by those who claim to have seen the hat man. That's a fucking weird combo. Mm. The hat man appears <laughs> to be attracted combo. to or provokes bad luck, Period misfortune, blood. sorry, ill health, and even <laughs> death. <laughs> so this hat man is seen everywhere, though. He's not just seen in the California mountains, but it does sound a little bit like him. But the people who experience like the hat man and shadow people and all that, they're normally people who suffer from like the sleep paralysis kind of thing. Yeah, because you've always been in your room and you've always been like. Man, is that something in the dark over there? A hundred. I do oh, it every with, time. I still do it with Juniper when she wakes. Sometimes, if I think about it, I'm like, she's waking up and it's like three a.m. I'm rocking around, about to put it. Like I'm like, I'll count to twenty and put it back down, and then all of a sudden I'm like, I feel a presence, Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> I put it down straight away and run out. And then you turn the light on. It's just your laundry there sitting on the chair or something like that. And you're like, oh, oh, I man. don't. I leave her with it. That's more. That's more terrifying <laughs> yeah. than actual shadow person. <laughs> I ain't folding that. <laughs> laundry. No. 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 <laughs> Many locals believe the Dark Watchers to be spirits, benevolent more than malevolent, watching over them owing to the fact that there has been no reportings of violence or bad ill will towards them. Okay, and also it's like easier to believe that they're nice to you, right? That's what I do in this house. I'm like, mum said that to me once. She's like, if you do have ghosts, I'm not saying you do, but if you did, it's all family members, right? So they're going to want to be nice to you. Are they? What well, not, like? not if it's like dad's ghost. I thought a jerk. They used to give like Indian birds to all the kids at school and stuff. And they grew up to just be pricks. You know, yeah. Like family members. I'm like in the shower. I'm like, don't look at me, uncle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Continue, Jordan. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, had, I didn't really want to put this one in, but I put it in anyway because it was one of the theories. <laughs> That's what she said. Oh, no, he said. No, we're not going on the uncle. Road That's again. not a good backup no. joke. <laughs> Back up. 
Some Poor believe timing. It. Back up to this. I didn't want to put it in, but I did. <laughs> Some believe it to be the physical form of the Grim Reaper. Which takes a big survive. turn from someone saying that. But the they spirit. fucking all survived That's to tell the story. Yeah, right? exactly right. So there's a Grim Reaper. Oh, I survived the Grim Reaper. He couldn't get me. Bitch, nobody survives a Grim Reaper. Everybody dies. It's like 100% a thing. That's, right? why, that's why I didn't want to put it in, but there have been people. <laughs> I told with this one that. guy that survived. <laughs> and lastly, and which I think is the most. Sorry, but the Grim Reaper's name, remember, it's Josh? Like from Family Guy? Oh, the yeah. Grim Reaper's name <laughs> Josh? Yeah. Was it Josh? Oh, yeah, it was Josh. Josh. It's Josh. Because when he tried to find a girlfriend or whatever. Yeah, he was he was like at the, at she the, worked at the pet shop and yeah. he was like, she's like, take your hood down. He does and there's like snakes and shit crawling around. <laughs> yeah. And that's what it's like in real life. <laughs> so yeah, this is the last one and it's, it's the one I think is probably the most probable about them more. And it's the watches are merely figments of the observer's pattern seeking minds. Mm-hmm. In other words, it could be what is known as pareidolia, a psychological phenomenon in which the observer's brain finds patterns or significance in vague or random images. Mm-hmm. So that's like you see like a tree stump up up there and you're like it's twilight like dusk and dawn and you think it looks like something but it's not it's just a tree stump it, or something it would also explain why they only see these in the same area because perhaps they have a tree that looks like that yeah but it, what you're talking about is a similar thing with like curses people see patterns that aren't really mm. there but they because it's like how they make sense out of something that they don't yeah, understand the yes. mind's very powerful and it's like when they go our mind's it, very ex- powerful it'll yeah. explain you're not so much <laughs> Which, oh, I thought I had Come something. On, activate man. it. Activate it. <laughs> Booting up. <laughs> had to restart it. Twelve viruses found. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, it's like uh, <laughs> it could explain why these things are always standing still is because trees don't move. It'd be another thing. You know what? <laughs> Creepy watches well, don't. Well, move. fuck me. You solved it. <laughs> it was guys. It was a tree. I think it as well. It is like a. I don't know. I think when you see stuff like that, unless you legit, I, I don't know, like I would never report it. I'd probably never talk about it because you would assume it was like a fit. It's kind of like the dude that is just like, they're too hot for it. You know what I mean? They hmm. want it to so bad to be some experience that defines them as like a special person. Cause they were, they got to see it. You know what I mean? When really, yeah. if I saw it, I'd be like, it was probably a tree. Imagine the amount of people that, did that though, like just thought and was just like, oh, it's probably just a trick. Dude, I see shit all the time. Sometimes I'm like saying to Dan, I'm like, am I schizophrenic? Because did you just say something? He's like, no. I'm like, mm, but I heard something. And I was like, I don't think it's ghosts, but I'm pretty sure I heard something. He's yeah. like, you didn't hear anything. And I'm like, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like some people would just, just dismiss some it. people be like, oh, I'm fucking hearing shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I'm just like, it probably didn't, you know, probably didn't hear that. Yeah. <laughs> I say shit all and the this, time. And this next one's interesting because when. I said, did you had you been there before? You described it when you're on the coast as it being very foggy and all yeah, that sort of stuff. Foggy. So it says it goes on to say this pattern at seeking effect could be amplified by the presence of fog or low flying clouds. Shadow cast against clouds are responsible for another infamous illusion, infamous illusion, known as the Brocken Spectre. So the Brocken Spectra happens when shadows, like those of a hiker, are cast particularly misty mountain peaks. So if the sun is behind the observer, the mist plays with the shadow, making it look huge uh, and menacing. Yes, yes, yes. So, and like you say, it could be just foggy. That illusion could play into it. That's co- what they all could be seeing out it's there. It's still creepy, but it's probably not what you think it is. You yeah. Know, right? like, and this was just a little tidbit added on the end. So in the book that was written by Thomas Steinbeck and Benjamin Brode, they claim that the term was originally founded by the ancient Romans and that the Dark Watchers were believed to be physical creatures taken on the form of a guardian. 
animals or other supernatural beings related to other mythical creatures such as fairies or ghosts. And that could have been from where the little, you know how they said the little folk? That's where it could have... Do you put like ghosts and fairies in the same category? Because I don't. I I feel like ghosts are like spiritual fairies are like fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where like the guardian and kind of like standing their ground kind of comes from. People just like to feel safe. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Don't even get me started about the Romans, man. Because some of these archaeological finds that they had a hand in were brutal. That was a great segue. Thank you. <laughs> I was saying, give me what I need to hear. I did so well. Yeah. So as we talked about at the beginning, although we could probably call this the Dark Watchers episode. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, like, Sorry. I said, like I said, I started researching and you just get so involved you and do. there's just more and more and more. And then you're like, what can I include and what shouldn't yeah. I include? But I love a little bit of archaeology, so I'm I feel keen. Like, yeah, I feel like this is like a good amount of information but not over the top. Like some of the stuff was like, and then the scientific theory came back and the daughter and I'm like, I fucking care. Was, mm. Were they cannibals or were they not? Like, <laughs> Did they <laughs> eat go down? <laughs> so I've got nine instant instances of archaeological finds that are probably creepy. And I want to start with, like, I think I, I'm trying to go kind of like less creepy to like the most kind of like, what the fuck? So the first one was a mass grave of shackled men. So somewhat recently, a mass grave was discovered roughly four miles from Athens. The burial site contained the bodies of 80 men aged between 20 and 30 years old. They were found laying side by side and shackled at the wrists, indicating a mass execution. As for the cause of death, all had suffered the same fatal blow to the head. So they were kind of like, when they were excavated, they were all like laying side by side, Kind of like one wrist shackled to the other. So all shackled wrist. together, all eight. They were all shackled together. We're all in this together. <laughs> not, not a bad assumption. Like <laughs> that's what it was. They were all shackled in their jaws. Like this one is kind of like I was looking at it, and then I write it, and I'm like, you really need to look at the pictures to kind of understand how creepy it would have been. They were all looked like they were in like a a state of terror. Yeah, shackled as you together. would be. Yeah. Just imagine they'd be popping them off one by one, going in the line. They go out the 80th, guys go, oh shit, oh shit. Kind of like, oh, I was going to say a, a, like a reference to The Walking Dead, but I don't know if you watched that far, or like at Terminus, when they've all got their heads over the trough, yeah. and it's like, uh, yeah, and you're like, oh, one. something definitely going to happen. And it comes to Daryl, I'm like, if he goes, I'm not watching. Yeah, but then Daryl's still in it, and I'm not watching it. Yeah, no, I stopped he, watching a long Darryl time ago. Daryl couldn't save it, and that says a lot. Yeah. There had been two small vases buried with the corpses, enabling archaeologic enabling archaeologists to determine roughly when the men were executed and perhaps why. The, archaeolo- the archaeologists were able to date the mass grave to the mid to late 7th century BC, which in turn helped shed some light on what possibly happened. BC, Jesus. Mm-hmm. The, this stuff is old. That's old old. The end of the 7th century was a pretty hectic time in Athenian history. So basically, like, all the rich people were like in charge, kind of like in America today, right? Oh, so nothing's changed. Yeah. Kind of like everywhere. <laughs> kind of like it's yeah. just everywhere. So all the rich people were in charge and all the poor people were like, mm, I don't want to starve to death. And they're like, what if we eat the rich kind of deal? So they all planned this coup. And With like, Robin Hood, of course. They all, yeah, probably. They all got together at the pub. They're like, let's fucking kill some rich people. And we'll, <laughs> no, but they, they planned out this like real political coup where they were going to go and overthrow, the, overthrow these aristocrat crap. These aristocrats, and um, they got found out before they could do it. 
Oh, and that's shucks. What, yeah, oh, they're like, oh, oh, damn, I thought it was the rich people shackled. Yeah, <laughs> no. I was team poor for a second. No, so all so their, their group of men that were going to go in and, and do this, they all got found out and that was their punishment. They all got shackled together and thrown, like, blunt force trauma to the head. They all died down the line, oh. thrown in this grave and buried. And there was also, I'm not sure if it was the 80 men, I think there was also another pit that was similar to them, but it, they were all shackled together. But instead of being found like in one line, they were like all on top of one another and like all mangled together. <laughs> which I don't know which one I think it was a different pit altogether. <laughs> <laughs> I think they, they got dehydrated. <laughs> so speaking of pits, pits were really popular back in the day for like, Concealing bodies. Well, nothing beats a good pit when you're trying to. So, in 2012, a 6,000 year old pit was discovered by chance by an archaeological surveying company who were completing work on a property development in Bergheim, France. Or Bergheim. They were like assessing the land or whatever, we're going to put this construction in, let's like dig some stuff up. So yeah. Really fun. It was found that the five acre property was riddled with ancient pits known as silos. Of the 60 silos there that were discovered, 14 of them contained human remains. In one silo, the gruesome remains of a family consisting of two adults and four children were found on top of several severed arms, some of which were missing hands and fingers. All limbs showed the marks of a knife or axe. These arms didn't belong to the family. What the... Damn stealing arm people. <laughs> <laughs> and if, so that family was on top of all these severed arms that were missing parts. They they didn't belong to the family. Some of the bones had been hacked up further, but it is unknown if torture was involved. On top of the family and and the severed limbs were remains of a middle-aged man missing an arm and sporting fatal head injuries. Long after the layer of bones had settled, another body was dumped into the silo, a woman whose body showed no, no signs of violence at all. So it was like a kind of a dumping ground. So in the other pits, though, that had bodies, theirs showed no signs of violence, just like regular life shit, like fell off a tractor or whatever. And yeah. This <laughs> 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 just stand there. <laughs> no, but it was like a long time ago. With so tractors. they didn't have tractors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so pits back in the day were like in Neolithic communities. They were, they were really common to dump people into, but they weren't violent. So this was like very strange for the archaeologists to find this pit that obviously contained something. Like it was like violent. Take him to the violent pit. (laughs) (laughs) Violent one? Mm. They they hypothesized that maybe it was like a they had some sort of judicial system and that was like the bad pit. So it's just like, you stole a loaf of bread, give me your arm. And then they throw the arm in and maybe the family did something really bad. I can't imagine what you would kill like kids over like a whole family thing. Maybe the dad stole a sheep and it's like, you're all dead now. One and all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you got me back, son? <laughs> Daddy, please no. Kids, grab the pitchforks. <laughs> that You know what I mean? So they, it was like the pit where that's why people were missing fingers. Like maybe yeah. they had repeat attempts at not. Probably stole something and just, your punishment for stealing that we're gonna take yeah, a finger pretty off. much that's what that's what the general vibe of that pit is but they it seems like kind of i guess not that big of a deal but for the for the archaeologists who found it they're like this is very out of the ordinary for what these communities would usually do so <laughs> it was a very lovely community <laughs> <laughs> with a bad pit <laughs> <laughs> So if you want to hear about a bad community, let's head back to those Romans, okay? Mm. So in 1988, archaeologists began digging around in Ashkelon, a port city on what is now the shores of Israel's southern Mediterranean coast. They're exploring one of the city's Roman-era sewers 
when they came across hundreds of tiny bones. At first, they assumed they were looking at animal bones, possibly chickens. Sorry, Josh. Don't mean chickens. Not the chickens! <laughs> it, yeah, it, it's okay because upon a closer inspection, they turned out to be human baby bones. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> they had unearthed the remains of 97 babies, the biggest mass grave for infants ever discovered. Oh, you're probably going to continue, but. I feel what? like surely it's just babies that died of natural causes mm-hmm. and we threw them in the river. <laughs> it was babies that were had like problems? No, they no. cried too much? I don't know. That, if that was the case, Juniper would be in a pit long ago. We're talking about the Romans. <laughs> um, no, that turns out they're just pieces of shit. So amongst the remains was broken pottery, coins and trash. After further study, none of the babies had lived past one week old and all appeared to have been in good health at the time of their deaths. How do they know <laughs> it's that? It's a prom night no. dumpster baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look, you're not far off. So infant infant side was like really common uh, with the Romans in a Roman era. So if you didn't want a baby or if you thought maybe it was poorly or whatever, you were just it was something um, they would do and it was called something to do with exposure and they would just take the baby and leave it in the woods and if it lived cool, you can live. And if it didn't, then it was like, well, that was meant to be... It was up to the gods, you know what I mean? What do you mean, if it lived? Yeah, what, ba- what babies like living in the woods? you dump in the woods where you come back the next day? I or? think you check on it. I'm not entirely sure, check to be on honest. It. Yeah. But uh, the thing with in- infant side as well was uh, mostly it was done to females because males were considered like more valuable because if you had a, a female... Like, males would support you in older age. And if you had a female baby they would have to get married and then you'd kind of have to offer a dowry and they could be seen as like a, quite a burden. Such a burden. There so That's many why they called the romance. <laughs> oh, I never okay. thought of that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> but how many how many babies would there be? Like how many dudes would grow up and it's like, wow, that's really weird. There's 15 of us and four of them. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also a crime to be gay, I think. Like then they got No, in the Romans, I think, were like kind of into it. Yeah, I think were so. They? Yeah. Yeah, I think they were like... Well, they had to be. <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah, why it was acceptable. So they thought maybe that was to do with it. But you see, the sewer had run below a Roman bathhouse in what is believed to have been Ashkelon's red light district. Um, and most of the babies were male, not female. So when looking at the outside of the baths, there was an inscription that said, enter and enjoy, indicating the bathhouse probably also doubled as a brothel. So the theory is... I don't like where this is going. No, neither. Yeah, so the theory is that these babies were the... like. Um, Product of relationships with oh, the brothel. Oh, I'm, I'm catching what you're Yeah, the sex workers didn't. Much better than what I thought. <laughs> they didn't want the babies, but so they had like a perfectly healthy one week old baby or whatever, and then they just literally put it into the. Sewer. Well, it becomes a yeah. burden because it puts them out of work or it puts a business out. Yeah, and, and they get rid of it. And, and explain, out. Joshua. Don't like explain it. Like, oh, it makes sense. For back then, it would have yeah. to them. But so that's also why this is even worse. But like, that's also why I'd explain why there was more male babies than female because in like the the brothels back in the day, they could put like little girls to work really quickly. Isn't that terrible to that's think? What of, I but mean, that's like, probably what it, did happen. That's it's a great but horrible investment. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just trying to vent the guy who owns a brothel. You got to give it to them. They're all about progress. <laughs> no. and I bet he would agree. These weren't the only remains found that contained exclusively children. That's pretty messed up, though. Oh, God. Oh, a little bit. Tiny <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Have you ever heard of uh, Capachoca? 
I'm probably not pronouncing Capuchaka, it right. No. But okay, so it's like the practice of specifically sacrificing children. Okay, that's probably why I haven't heard of mm-hmm. it. So the practice of human sacrifice has been known to occur cross-culturally throughout history. Humans have been sacrificed in order to celebrate special events, to mark important funerals, as a response to natural disasters, to atone for sins, to consecrate special location, special locations or builds, and to ensure fertility and health. In 1999, a team of archaeologists set out into the higher Andes to search for possible Inca ritual sacrificial sites. So we all knew about the Incas. Like, everyone mm. knows about them. Quetzalcoatl. They loved it. Oh, they were all about it. Oh, my goodness. A fly landed on me. I hope that's not bad. Kill the virgins. Kill. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Bring them back one second. <laughs> now kill the virgins. <laughs> Three days had passed when they stumbled across a gravesite near the summit of Lalaleco. I'm pronouncing that wrong. But Lalaleco, it contained the remains of three mummified children. The two girls, aged 15 and 6, and one boy, aged 7, were in pristine condition for the most part. So if you were, like, if you Google photos of this, it just looks like sleeping kids. They look a bit wonky, Mm. but that's how well-preserved they are. Are you saying sacrificed though or died and then just wrapped up? No. So when I say mummified, mummified doesn't necessarily mean they've been wrapped up. Mummified just means they've been preserved over time. Yeah, yeah. So they weren't wrapped up or anything. They were just like, I put you in this pit and then you die and then they find you however many years later and you just look like the day you died, kind of. A little bit weird. A little bit like you've come over the hangover. How do do they predict whether they were killed and done it or whether they were without any... Well, we'll get to that. Sorry, yeah, I'm jumping (laughs) ahead now. (laughs) (laughs) The younger girl's body had been struck by lightning post-death, which caused some burn damage to mainly her face and shoulder. The other two mummified children had sustained no damage and appeared perfectly frozen in Whoa, time. Did you say one of them got hit by lightning? Mm-hmm. How I've do they know this? Does it have burn, cool. like lightning burn marks on it? Yeah, it's like lightning fucking burn. It's Well, that's definitely Josh. a lightning burn. You would look at it and be like... Yeah, but that does sound crazy like when you think about it. Instead There's of being so burnt, many tests they can okay, do. Fair enough. You know, I'm I think like, the craziest thing is that she got struck by lightning. Like, that's, yeah. that's insane. <laughs> So after further research, it was determined the children had been sacrificed in an Inca religious ritual that occurred around the year 1500. The children had been drugged and taken into a small chamber located five feet below the ground where they were abandoned to die. So they could tell like what you were talking about. They were able, because it was preserved so well, they could do chemical testing to their hair and they were able to find out like... um, that one of the girls, she was, they were all drugged. So that's basically. crazy to be able to tell mm-hmm. that they got drugged. They could even tell who had like the most drugs from or their whatever. hair. Yeah, from their hair. So that's they were crazy. they were basically fucking piled with drugs, and then when they fell asleep outside, they're like, <laughs> put them in. Back in the day, like with the Incas, they used to keep they probably used to keep children that were going to be sacrificed as separate because it was like the whole virgin thing was very important and they would keep them separate they grew them up they fed them real good oh, that's and me everything. virgin stock over there it sounds like a poultry farm <laughs> kids are growing up going, keep them separate life's pretty good yeah <laughs> i want to explore though she's I can't ready wait to spend the rest of it morgan freeman's voice comes in but life was not pretty good <laughs> so a similar sacrifice site was also found on a on aconcagua in mendoza argentina Unlike the Lalaleco gravesite, this one was discovered by accident. In 1985, a group of hikers happened upon the frozen remains of a seven-year-old boy dated to around 1500 AD. 
like the other three mummies, this one was also well preserved due to the climate because it's so high up. Mm. Like it's so high up and it's cold and everything. And this is 1500 AD and this dude looks like he just went to sleep. It's crazy, isn't it? It's insane. So like the... (laughs) (laughs) Just sorry. Just sort of in my head going, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) What are you prodding me for? That was some good drugs. (laughs) Ready to get laid. (laughs) Been a virgin for so long. (laughs) Oh boy, you got no idea. (laughs) It's still the same. You're going to (laughs) struggle. The Aconcagua mummy had been found covered in vomit, red pigment and fecal matter, entombed inside a semicircular stone structure. The exact reason for the sacrifice remains unclear. So they like, shit on the kid. I think he probably shit himself. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that seems like they, shit, they took a dumpy on his I chest. Just, I just saw these people like vomiting and shitting on this kid. No, I think it's because of the drug use. Like they ingest so many drugs mm. that yeah, like you start to your body naturally starts to expel them because it's like fuck, I'm dying, and you start to vomit and shit or whatever. And he's like, oh, "No, it's too bad." So. An ancient cold case in the Atapuaca Mountains. So it's um, Cima de los Huesos. Oh, what do you think that yeah. means? Cima, say that again. Cima de los Huesos. Huesos. Mi casa su casa. Cima, del, Cima de los Huesos. You're talking to me like I'm getting it. <laughs> in 1983, Cima de los Huesos, or the Pit of Bones, was discovered at the bottom of a long chimney-like shaft. The chamber was found to contain more than 5,500 human skeletal remains that had been deposited at least 350,000 years ago. Holy 350,000. Mm-hmm. Found along with the remains was a pickaxe they named Excalibur. I was going to say found with the remains was a stegosaurus. No, but what? <laughs> yeah. Excalibur seems yeah. like come up with something unique or original. Or maybe that's how old it was. I don't know. I feel like Excalibur is probably not even that old. I don't think so. It was medieval. Three hundred fifty thousand years. That's way past. No, that's medieval. Wa- that's, that's back, like that's met. Humans are only meant to be here for like two hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. Yes. So, so we're going. <laughs> I wasn't joking when I said stegosaurus. No, you were. <laughs> well, even though that's sixty-five uh, billion or million. Yeah. <laughs> so the, million. the pit of bones is also thought to have been the resting place for perhaps the first ever recorded murder victim who perished almost four hundred and thirty thousand oh, cool. years ago. Yeah. That's cool. It's not good for him or dun, her, dun. but that's cool. <laughs> hey man, you're about to make history. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want to make history. <laughs> <laughs> the victim's skull was determined to have belonged to a young adult, and the cause of death appeared to be blunt force trauma inflicted above the left eye. Weirder still, the victim was already dead before being thrown down the shaft and landing in the pit. This body dump probably took place in order to conceal the murder. So how creepy is that? It's like your fir- the world's first cold case. Who did it? Why'd they do it? But like the idea and it and because of the kind of remains in there, it's also speculated that maybe this was like a serial murderer. Oh, no one knew what murder was. Yeah. Well, do we is this something we haven't we even can- invented it yet? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's me, but you can't do anything about it because <laughs> nobody knows what to do yet. What do you mean you done that to another person? <laughs> Come over here and I'll show you. Well, oh, I, I guess I better go over. I, I, I trust I, I, him. I don't understand what you're talking about. What's this? I'll stab you here. Oh, he's right. Yeah, show me. <laughs> <laughs> I just really got a nah. No way. No way. How do we punish him? <laughs> do we? <laughs> yeah, do we? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so caves have a lot of creepy shit, right? So El Sidron Cannibal Caves. Sometime in 1994, while exploring a cave in the Asturias region of northern Spain, archaeologists came across the remains of 13 Neanderthals. 
Scientific testing showed the Neanderthals were related and the three men, three teenage boys, four women and three infants had been living as a family. So I didn't know this, like I should have known, but I didn't realise that we aren't, like we haven't evolved from Neanderthals. They're no. like a completely different hominid species. Yes, yes. I didn't um, know that. Some people have their genes. Yeah, there's about will, 2% left. I fucking know some people oh, have yeah. their genes. <laughs> 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 but they, we come from, there's, there was a, um, Homo sapiens from Africa, yes, that come across and wiped out the Neanderthals and wiped out other Homo really? sapiens. It was different, like it was like about yeah. three or four different yeah. species of the smartest human. ones. Obviously, exactly. just went yeah. through and went, "You're dead, you're dead, you're dead," and this is it. But some of them survived because they interbreded with them. Yeah, and that's uh, how the that's right. percentage survives. Can you imagine through. interbreeding with a Neanderthal? Like how disappointed your parents would be with you. Like Where's that damn him, paper bag? Yeah, this is Colin. No, sweetie, <laughs> you can't date Colin. <laughs> but he's really strong. Yeah, but on the other hand, if Colin was the one that wasn't getting any on the other side, then the NFL woman's like, oh, no. like <laughs> 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 when no one's watching. <laughs> There's so, your 2%. Experts also use physical evidence to conclude the family were most likely murdered and cannibalized by another group of vicious Neanderthals. Mm. The family's bones were heavily fragmented, exhibited cut marks created by exhibiting cut marks created by stone tools. Several bones showed deep scars where they had been cracked open to inta- obtain marrow or brains. How indecent! Oh. They eat it all, all. How are you getting the marrow? You cracking that bone up and sucking it out? Yep. Jesus Christ! We, I'm more worried about the brain. Who's eating that? That's big brain energy. I eat his brain. He <laughs> <laughs> was a protein back then. He <laughs> was the Neanderthal with like the the one that was an Neanderthal. He's eating the brain. You like me now, Karen? I'm a smart enough for you now, Karen. <laughs> I'm twice as smart now. <laughs> <laughs> so this led researchers to believe the family fell victim to another group of Neanderthals who may have been suffering from malnutrition. So another Shouldn't they be beating them? <laughs> Okay. They're weaker. But another interesting thing that I found out while reading this stuff was that in the a 19th century paleontologist called Edward Dupont collected a <laughs> fuck ton of animal bones from all these different caves, like in Spain, like fucking heaps of animal bones. He found all these animal bones and he catalogued them and he kept them in archives in a museum in Brussels, like in Germany. And in 2004, the head of anthropology discovered a, ni- a Neanderthal jawbone in the bones DuPont thought were all animals. Wow. So well, they basically are animals. <laughs> 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 so he was going through all these bones. He's like, that isn't an, an, that's not an animal bone. That's a jawbone. So there's like a fuck ton of them. And next minute, now they have to go through all of the bones again and re-examine every single oh. one. Of them oh, I got to saw through all this again. <laughs> Good know, work, Dupont. Yeah, yeah, whatever Dupont. You know, Dupont. You know, you his coworkers would be just keep your mouth shut. That's why we call you Doopy Doop. <laughs> you know, the grad is is doing it. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is pretty cool. So, the vampire burials of Bulgaria. Oh, yes, please. Cool, let's go. <clears throat> Around 2012, archaeologists in Bulgaria unearthed two medieval skeletons sporting some strange and seriously creepy wounds. Illustrating a pagan practice that was common in some villages up until a century ago, the remains had been pierced through the chest with iron rods in an attempt to stop them from turning into vampires. Mm-hmm. Oh, staked. This practice was reserved for people that were seen as bad, or had done bad things. Their hearts were impaled after death to ensure they didn't return to drink the village's blood. It was yeah. believed the iron rod would trap the corpses in their graves, preventing them from rising up at midnight and hunting the living. Good plan, good plan. Good pl- I do like that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So far, around 100 known vampire burials have been discovered in Bulgaria. To the idiots, but at the same time, they're quite intelligent. Yes. That's I how we keep it down, but like I believe in it to start. <laughs> I think it's just like better safe than sorry. Yeah, yeah that's the course. <laughs> it's not the only place these vampire burials have taken place. Poland archaeologists also uncovered similar graves containing medieval skeletons in the outskirts of a village in western Poland. Dated sometime in the 13th century, these graves were discovered near the house of a former bishop and close to where a Gothic cathedral once stood. Fucking religion. Rises its ugly head once again. (laughs) (laughs) Of (laughs) Of the three skeletons, two, man and a woman, showed evidence of various mutilations afflicted with a sharp object. Both of the corpses sported holes in their spines as a result of nailing the remains into the ground. The bodies were also buried face down in an attempt to stop them rising from the grave. The woman... <laughs> starts clawing downwards. <laughs> I can dig real good. <laughs> I should have hit the surface by now. <laughs> <laughs> the woman also had her knees intentionally broken and it appeared she had suffered from kyphosis, an exaggerated rounding of the back. The disorder probably caused her to have a large Quasimodo hunchback, which may have scared her community, giving them cause to bury her how they did. Quick, kill it before it lays eggs. Kill it, and then break its leg so it can't work, yeah. walk after it. She lived, they thought that she was like a threat to their lives, even after death, because she looked weird. So the male remains also showed signs of having had kyphosis. He had also been dismembered and decapitated. Oh, they went straight for the head for him. They are not fucking around with these hunchbacks. No. This would be the safest village ever, though. They have no problems. <laughs> Unless you had a problem. <laughs> oh, you got a bit of a limp there, Joshy. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> this is like the helicopter parents. The third and last corpse showed no obvious signs of disease. His head had been intentionally trapped between two stones and his spine had also been nailed to the ground. The remains are still being studied by anthropologists. Yeah, so. right. I heard a lot of that vampire stuff they thought the people had, they actually had like tuberculosis. Okay. Because the symptoms of tuberculosis... Like coughing up blood Coughing up blood and you're very pale and that sort of thing. That so. makes sense. So they like can't tell if they're coughing up or eating it. Yeah. So these are my favourites. So pits of death at Sacred Ridge. Between the year 2000 and 2005, cultural and archaeological investigations were being completed in Ridges Basin near Durango, Colorado. Real quick, been there. I've seen okay. the Pueblo. I've seen, the I've seen this. Not this particular, but I've seen some. Similar. I've seen some things. <laughs> While sifting through the usual archaeological finds, like tools and pots and petrified turds, excavators started to come across an alarming amount of blood-spudded, double-headed axes. What they found next is enough to send a shiver down your spine. The ancient Native American settlement of Sacred Ridge consisted of 22 pit houses, two of which were full to the brim with the mutilated remains of half the village. In total, the pit houses contained 14,882 human body fragments, which shockingly came from only 35 people, which was estimated to be around half the village. Well, But then we have 206 bones in our body. So it oh, would be here like we go, mathematics. every bone in your body would have had to have been broken once. So 206 times 35 gets you like thirt- a little over 13,000 or roughly 14. It's in there. It's at ballpark. What bones they break in there? How many bones did you say were broken? 14,885 out of so they've broken, obviously 35 the same, people. So the bigger bones have been broken more than once. Multiple, though. multiple yeah. times. Unless they grab like the ears and like no 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 they didn't they didn't. no this was in all one attack 
So the Sacred Ridge victims showed evidence of extreme torture and mutilation. Their feet had been battered so brutally their toes were broken and their heels so were fractured. Did you say tortured like before? Before they died, Jesus they were tortured. Christ. Do they know when this took place? Uh, they do. Um, I think I get to it. Yeah, wait for it. Wait for it. Sorry, <laughs> wait for it. <laughs> Blows administered with blunt or with blunt weapons crush the faces and heads of the Pueblo men, women, and children. Several of the village dogs also met the same fate as their owners. Oh, not the poochies. They're so innocent. Why? Children are fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the assailants removed the roofs of two of the larger pit houses and dumped their mutilated victims inside. So who were responsible for this bu- brutal attack? Archaeologists hypothesize that the Sacred Ridge Village wielded some form of authority over other settlements in the Ridge's basin area, and the massacre was part of an uprising during a tough period of food shortages. The violent nature of the killings oops. The violent nature of the killings may have been an attempt to intimidate other settlements. It was also speculated the massacre was potentially an act of genocide. Archaeologists were able to determine the inhabitants of Sacred Ridge were of a different ethnicity to the surrounding settlements and the killings were an attempt of an e- ethnic cleansing. You ain't like us, you gotta die. Well, I've but heard this before. These <laughs> these guys, they were the, like the were they the ones that you said were like controlling the other village? That's, like that that's what they say. Theory, yes. Yeah, and these other ones down here just like, oh, no, no, mm. I don't like this no more. There's no, no good agreement. Yeah. <laughs> so they got together and come up and pretty much, yeah. Couldn't wait till the next voting voting day, but yeah, yeah, right. We're gonna kill half of you. He just puts a line down the middle of the village. <laughs> Everyone to the left. <laughs> go don't home you your daily. Yeah, that's <laughs> go really home weird. Daily like, chores. Considering they killed men and women, men, women, and children. Like what? What? Who did they choose? You know, that's like, what I'm saying. What? They probably just walked down the center and went, "Guys on the right, you're gone. Guys <laughs> you on the left, continue." Yeah, and you're not killing half's not going to be the adults because then you're stuck with the children. You're not there, like. Oh, sorry, I'd kill them first. So, <laughs> <laughs> Sandyberg Swedish massacre. This one here is my favorite. In 2010, a team of archaeologists examining a 5th century fortress on a Swedish island came across a pair of skeleton feet sticking out through a doorway. So they're zooming <laughs> under the earth and they, they've still got doorways and everything. So they, they can tell the layout of the place and they're like, oh, what you doing? This was strange as the body had been left to rot out in the open for the 200 strong village to see. So it hadn't been buried. They thought it was really weird. Like, why wouldn't you bury this dead? People would have been walking backwards and forwards past it. When the remainder of the exam- uh, of when the remainder of the skeleton was exhumed, the archaeologists discovered the person was a victim of murder. But it didn't end there. The team found another unburied body, also the victim of murder. In the nearby houses and along the streets, more bodies sporting sword, axe, and club wounds were discovered. The team soon realized they were actually what they actually discovered was a massacre. Someone would say a rampage. <laughs> It appeared the attackers had gone door to door within the fortress, killing everyone from young children to older individuals. During further excavations, the archaeological team came across several bastion skulls, a shoulder bone with a stab wound and a hip bone that had been severed from back to front. The remains of a decapitated teenager and the bones of a two-month-old baby were also found. The gruesome discovery paints a picture of a grisly sneak attack that was reminiscent of a Game of Thrones episode. I think the Red Wedding. I don't want to. I don't want to either. (laughs) Most evidence suggested the fortress's inhabitants had been attacked from either the side, above, or behind. The victims also didn't show defensive wounds, which was indicative of an execution rather than a battle. (laughs) So it was obviously a sneak attack. They didn't see it coming. As of 2018, only 10% of the site has been investigated, and experts believe hundreds of skeletons are still yet to be found. Even so, they were able to piece together what most likely went down during the attack. 
The massacre happened suddenly, which is evident from a half-eaten fish found in one of the houses. So, like, some dude was eating fish. And oh, come on, dead. man. I'm uh, halfway through dinner. Can't we do this? I was stuff? watching Jamie Oliver, and he said <laughs> it was going to take 15 minutes. This thing cost damn near 45 minutes. <laughs> that took me half a day to catch this thing. <laughs> At least he doesn't have to clean up, I guess. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Many animals like dogs and livestock were not harmed, but were left to starve to death after the attackers moved on. Expensive items like jewelry were not touched, suggesting treasure and loot was not a motive for the killings. Yes, yeah, it's been some sort of revenge. This or something. is personal. Uh-huh. Yes. During the examination of one house, the charred body of a roughly sixty-year-old man was found. Either before or after his death, his body had fallen into a fire pit. So it's unsure whether it happened before he died or after he died. The most interesting. We can tell the fish was half eaten, but we can't tell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, there would be half a fish left. Maybe he was trying to cook the fish. <laughs> it fell in the fire. Yeah. There we go. The most interesting detail about this man, who the archaeologists believed may have been the fortress's leader, was that someone had forced a handful of sheep teeth into his mouth. It is believed this was intended as an act of humiliation. During this period of time, it was common practice to to bury the dead with coins to pay their way when they crossed over into the afterlife. The attackers had purposely inserted the sheep's teeth into the mouth, leaving experts to conclude they did not want this person to find peace in the afterlife. At this point in the excavation, all the victims found were male, making the investigators wonder what happened to the women. I think. Do you got a funny that, joke, yeah. Josh? Do you got a funny joke for this part? That's not funny. <laughs> were, they, were they in the kitchen? Is that where they found them? Well, you said they weren't there. So obviously they weren't good cooks. <laughs> well, they've only found... T- <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> Someone had to cook the fish. They only found 10% so far, so... Oh, they like they've excavated. Yeah, they've 10%. only yeah, of the whole area. Imagine what else they're gonna find. Oh yeah, they probably if they looked a bit, you know, say a kilometre away, there might be a shopping centre yeah. where they all were spending the, <laughs> Maybe. the guy's money who had half a fish. But they left their jewelry behind. <laughs> Maybe all the women, because it's, it's like a fortress. Mm-hmm. Maybe all the women went to underneath, like the bottommost place of the fortress where it's most safe. Yeah, like, w- go down there, girls. <laughs> well, we'll have to find out. I'd say they, it's like the Titanic. They probably just, you know, put them on carts. No guys were allowed. They said, see, he's like, you <laughs> 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 get to live. Well, they believe the attackers may have taken the women with them when they left or I'd perhaps they lay buried elsewhere in the fortress yet mm. to be discovered. I feel like they've been kidnapped. <laughs> this wasn't the only question the archaeological team was searching for answers for. How did the assailants gain access to the fort and why did they execute the inhabitants? <laughs> it's what? This place is all buried. How'd they get in? <laughs> Where are all the women? I'm so cranky. It's a gay village. <laughs> it's believed- we work hard, we party hard. We work hard, we play hard. Quick, kill them. I'm insecure. <laughs> it's believed the attackers most likely belonged to a neighbouring settlement on the island and possibly gained access with the help of someone from the inside. Oh. Oh. Snitches get stitches. Yeah. And due to the fact that so many items of significant value were left untouched, the team concluded the motive behind the attack was most likely political. Yeah. Like the Sacred Ridge Massacre, experts believe this was a show of force, a warning to other settlements not to fuck with these guys. The site is still currently being exhumed yearly. Also still going. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's it. That's pretty cool. That is cool. It's only 10%. What, what else are they going to find in that fortress? The women, probably. Pikachu. <laughs> they, they, they put a shovel in, take it out, and the woman's arm just comes out. <laughs> We've given a significantly good episode, and I really need to pee. <laughs> oh, that's why you go before. <laughs> like you do every time. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you next week. See you guys. See you later.